What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Yolk Christian Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Codis Rollins. That was kind of a failed intro. For, I, I imagine like the MLB, like, Codis Rollins. That's my walk-up song. There you go. Is that the crazy frog? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Okay, so fun fact. My nephew is obsessed with that sound, and he's four. And so he just goes, uh, what's he say? I wish I could get Jenna in here, but he just, like, sings it nonstop. And it's, it, you know. Yeah. What does he say? He, he says something that's not, like, the right word or sound, but he, he tries. <laughs> and uh, anyways, but uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about the book of Galatians. This is a new series. Huh? Galatians. Galatians. Yeah. The Galatians. No, we just got done with Col- Colossians. There you go. Yeah. Good book. It is a good book. It's a really good book. Uh, the theology of it is solid, of course. Oh, it's um, the Bible. It's the Bible. Works. Makes sense. Makes sense. Usually. But uh, no. And uh, so, yeah, we're covering the new series on Galatians, which is uh, mm-hmm. a letter written by Paul to the church of Galatia. And so a little bit about it. Let's kind of talk about it uh, before we just dive into it. I want to give you a, a good little background. So uh, Paul wrote this letter to the Galatians. If you don't know the chronology of it or the order the order and time that everything happened so paul was killing christians right um and so because he was a pharisee of sorts and so anyways he was on the road to damascus and that is when a blinding light that was god um, stopped him in his tracks he was unable to see long story short he received revelation through jesus christ in that light and so that is when he decided to stop uh, killing Christians and become a Christian himself. I mean, he encountered God. What else do you do, right? And so, um, anyways, as he went to, because uh, he was on the road to Damascus, he went to Damascus, started, he he abandoned everything that he was doing, and then he started teaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so, in the book of Galatians, we see what this gospel is. Um, if you don't know what the gospel is, we're going to talk about it here in a minute. It's a good book. Um, very good book. And so, then from there, he keeps traveling around, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. But uh, anyways, so he writes this letter to the Galatia, the churches, not just church, churches in Galatia. Um, and so every other, like say, for example, like Colossians, it was a singular church in Colossae uh, with uh, Thessalonians, a singular church in Thessalonica and Ephesians, one church in Ephesus. This is multiple churches in Galatians. And so Galatians uh, is a, a church full of Gentiles, essentially at the time. Uh, it was people that were not raised in the Jewish faith. They are not Jews by birth. And so for the most part. And so anyways, he wrote to these these churches and says, essentially, he's warning them against Judaizers. Um, and if you don't know what a Judaizer is, it's essentially somebody that teaches that, uh, yes, Christ died for us, but we must uh, keep the Mosaic law. And so it, throughout this uh, Galatians series and even in our previous podcast, if you hear us talking about the law, we're referring to Mosaic or Mosaic law, Moses's law. Mm-hmm. And so that's 613 commandments that Moses gave to the Israelites. That's that a he, lot. It was a lot, the Hebrews, the Jews, and they had to follow it. And so in this book, it's literally Paul saying that is a false gospel. If, 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 and we'll talk more about it, but at the end of Galatians, I think it's chapter two, he says, look, if, if you have to keep the law, then Christ was not sufficient. And so we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but anyway, so that's the background on Galatians, uh, warning us essentially, or if, while we read Galatians of the Judaizers, uh, which is today, modern day Torah observers, mm-hmm. um, and they'll say, yeah, you know, we're not we're tr- not trying to say that you have to keep the law, but if you love Jesus, you will keep the law. And if you love uh, me, you'll keep my commandments. Now that is true. Now what is his commandments though? Love. One love. Answer. That is true. That's the, the commandment he's talking about in First John chapter three. But the Torah observant do like to say that that's 
uh, when it says in first John chapter three, if you love me, you keep my commandments. Uh, well, that's also in John, but anyways, uh, regular John, not first John, but anyways, John likes to talk about it. Um, and, and yeah, very cool guy. And, uh, so they try to say that that's referring to mosaic law, which it's not. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyways, so let's just kind of jump right into it. You got any thoughts, man? No, I'm ready to get all, get on into it. All right. So this is it. If I had to ask you, Codus, uh, why did Jesus die? To pay a debt we couldn't pay? Yep, that'll work. Um, and, and so in verse 4, Paul answered this really simple. Okay. He says that Jesus gave his life for, for our sins. Why, we might ask. He didn't say that. It's just me throwing that in there. And he says, in order to rescue us from this evil world in which we live. So Christ died to save us. I mean, that's the short version of it. And, you know, yeah. if everybody, if it, you know, you've probably already heard that before, but, um, 316. right. And, you know, I just like the way that was worded in order to rescue us from the world with which we live. Yeah. Um, and so he says, I'm shocked that you're turning away so soon. Again, this is Paul writing to the churches. And, uh, and so he says, look, you're following a different gospel. Essentially is what he's saying. Um, he's saying this gospel that you're, you're following is contrary to the gospel with which we originally taught you. And this is when he brings about the, uh, the Judaizers, essentially. He's saying you're being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. And he says, this is what I found this very interesting. Let God's curse fall on anyone, us or even an angel from heaven, who preaches a different kind of gospel than the mm-hmm. one we preach to you. So, Codus, what is the gospel that Paul teaches uh, throughout all of his... That Jesus came. He fulfilled the law, and he died for us, Uh the essentials. And how are we saved? Uh, Through grace. Well, through faith. Oh, you're you're close. It's by grace. By grace, with faith. Through faith. Through faith. Yeah. I know. It's through our faith, Jared. Our faith saves us, and the love of God saves us. Right. So Jesus saves us through our faith. Um, and so that's coming right out of Ephesians chapter two. And so that's the gospel that Paul teaches. Um, and so anything contrary to that is what he's warning of is a contrary gospel. It's a false gospel. And so let let God's curse fall on anybody that teaches you a a gospel contrary to that. Uh, I'm not going to shut people out. I was going to, Um, I know what you were thinking. Yeah. So anyways, if, uh, if works is necessary for your salvation, then that's a false gospel. And that's essentially what, what, uh, Paul is, is talking about here in the book of Galatians. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, verse 10, I, I, I was fond of this one, but he says, obviously I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God, if pleasing people were my goal, I would not be a Christ servant. So, I mean, because like the Bible literally goes against human nature. Like yeah. people want to get drunk. People want to party, but the Bible says, hold up. Yeah. No, 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 no. We're not called to be people pleasers. Mm-mm. We're called to yeah. be the salt of the world. Salt of the world. But yeah. Which some people like salt. So. I like it on fries. Yeah, it's, it's good on fries. More you know, pepper, like salt yeah. and pepper on a good steak. Pepper. Maybe like garlic salt too. Some pepper. Good band. S&P. Uh, <laughs> you said a good band. Uh, you know, salt and pepper in a beard is good too. So In a beard? Yeah. Like, like, dude, there's some attractive men with, with like that salt pepper look. No, I, I agree. Yeah, like my dad's beard for the long time was really good. That is a nice beard. I haven't seen I, I I think I'm so used to it now. I can't think of what it looks like, but. Yeah. Anyways, I can think of it. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> think of like your brother with right. a beard. Right. Dude, they yeah. look exactly they, like. They look similar. It's crazy. Yeah. And then my sister looks like my mom. My mom. And I've then never met your sister. You never seen her? I've never met your brother or sister. Oh. Uh, I don't know what your sister looks like, but I know what your brother looks like. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and then I'm kind of like a, a mix. Yeah. 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 I'm a hybrid. <laughs> I see your dad in you, but then yeah. I see your mom. Yeah. Um, which is good because you know. Yeah, it's it's nice that I, I just by looking at them I know that they're my parents, right? Um, I don't have to doubt my biological ancestry. Jared's adopted. 
I was adopted. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what my brother told me many times growing up. Really? Oh, yeah. He told me a couple times. What I never really believed it, but yeah. What I mean, I, I feel like every older sibling does that. Just like, you're adopted. I missed my chance. Oh, you did. You didn't do that to your younger sister. Maybe sibling? I did. I just don't remember. Oh, yeah. I definitely mess with them all yeah. the time. Yeah. Missed opportunity. You can still do it. You can just call me. Yeah. Hey, hey, by the hey, way. Kaya, you're adopted. I know I moved away and all, but I just, I just, I have to let you know you're adopted. <laughs> They'd be like, what? Just tell, uh, tell Kaya, like, while she's, yeah. like, have it, like, comment on one of her Bible notes. And be you're, like, adopted. you're adopted. <laughs> oh, jeez. That'd be awful. She'd probably be like, what's adopted mean? Oh, jeez. Is she, she's 10? Yeah. Yeah. So she'll probably know. Yeah. She, uh, know that she's adopted? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyways, if, if y'all are listening, uh, Codis' younger sisters. Um, yeah. I have a 10-year-old and then a 4-year-old yeah. sister. Is she 4 now? think so. Wow. Any, she started school. Oh, yeah. uh, this year? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I miss You get videos? I'm sure you do. Yeah. Well, anyways, before we get depressed on the Yolk Christian podcast, yeah. we're going to continue talking. Um, and so, uh, yeah, people-pleasing should not be your goal. Sorry. So uh, it kind of reminds me of modern churches as well. You mm-hmm. know, like it's it's a very people-pleasing environment. And so – Yeah. And, and a lot of pastors, which thankfully uh, – our pastor doesn't do that. Um, but uh, so where's my, I had like five thoughts right there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, a lot of churches, like they like kind of put stuff under the carpet. Like, yeah, we believe that, but we're not really going to talk yeah, about it. It doesn't yeah. bring in the people, doesn't yeah. bring in the money, the yeah. attendance. Yeah. So we're going to kind of sweep it under the rug. Yeah. We aren't going to talk about tithe because it's going to upset people. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're uh-huh. not going to talk about, you know, yeah. we're not going to, we're not going to talk about dying to self because people don't want to do that. And then they'll quit coming. And so, yeah. It's it's very. We're not gonna talk talk about the meaty stuff. We're uh-huh. gonna talk about Jesus loves you. Yeah, I'm You're putting, forgiven. I'm putting churches on blast, so I'm not gonna call out names or anything. But no, that's uh, not idea. here's the thing: is they're like we we all do that. Like we're all we've all been in moments where like I probably shouldn't say that because that that'll that'll cause a, a, yeah. a, a tension. Uproar. Yeah, a certain tension that I don't want. In fact, we see that in the next chapter. We we'll talk about that in uh, Ooh, chapter two. So, anyways, moving on. Uh, he goes on to talk about Paul does about this relate uh, this revelation that he received while he's on the road to Damascus, and he says, "I received it by direct revelation from Jesus Christ." Um, and so he's talking about this gospel that he had received, right? Because people are trying to like they're looking at Paul like, "Bro, you weren't a disciple. Yeah. You w- what validates you as a teacher of this gospel?" And he's like, "Look, I received it directly from Jesus. Just not while he was on earth. He just appeared to me on the road to Damascus." Yeah. And so um, he talks about his past. He's like, "Look." You know what I was like when I followed the Jewish religion, how I violently persecuted God's church. He's like, I did my best to destroy it, right? And he's, uh, and so this was because of his, uh, his, what am I looking for? His, he was a Pharisee, right? So he was just a, a teacher devotion, of the law. So. He, he was very devoted. He was, he was very. Is, is, like, why did they kill? Like, is there a thing that says kill everyone that's not a believer back then? Um, they just do it just because. You know, I'm not sure. Uh, I know. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Yes. So they would stone heretics. Yeah. Um, they would stone people, right? I'm, I'm, I think heretics is a part of it. And so if you're teaching that, you know, it's, it's basically Jesus is God, then yeah, that's blasphemy. So you're deserving of being stoned. We see that um, when the, the Pharisees try to stone Jesus yeah, in John says, 10. Yeah, whoever casts the lambs to the Or is it John 8? Or... I think it's John 8. John 8. Yeah. 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 I had it as my uh, wallpaper for a while. It says yeah. something of should cast the first... Should... Cast oh, the first yeah. stone. And it's he like, who sins should cast the first yeah. stone. Yeah. No, 
No, yeah. no. Who, he without sin. Yeah. There so we go. So it's like, yeah. none of us should throw a stone. Yeah. Because all of us are sinful. Yeah. Lawlessness. Yeah. And the only person capable of throwing a stone that day was Jesus. And, and he, he didn't. He, he said not to, yeah. What a guy. I, I love you. I can't wait to meet him. I know, right. Can I eat popsicles with him in heaven? Yeah. Uh, have you seen that uh, trending question on TikTok? All right. So if, if you, you have two options. Okay. Spend 10 minutes with Jesus at dinner. Uh, Jesus in the flesh, or get a trillion a trillion dollars. I'll say my answer. I may take. See, I'm gonna meet Jesus later. Okay, so we're in the same boat. Yeah, I'm gonna meet Jesus later for eternity, but with ten trillion dollars, bro. One trillion, but still. Same, same. All right, so I can help out so many people, dude. Yeah, so I know, I know, all you self righteous listeners are going to be saying, "I'm going to spend ten minutes with Jesus," and that's great, fine and dandy. I understand that, and like honestly, when I first like my initial reaction was Jesus. And then I got to thinking about it and I made a TikTok about this and I obsessed some people with it. Um, and, but anyways, my thought is like, look, Jesus is my absolute hero, right? I would love nothing more than to yeah. see him for 10 minutes, but because that's what I want, like what benefit would meeting Jesus have for 10 minutes other than meeting, mm-hmm. like, like benefiting me. So I think that by choosing to spend my time with Jesus, 10 minutes of my time, only 10 minutes at that. So like, what could he tell me in 10 minutes? Yeah. Like, I know he could tell me a lot. Don't get me wrong. It could be great and it would be life changing, but it's 10 minutes. Right. And so I think that because I think I would selfishly choose Jesus, the 10 minutes, but because I think it would be selfish, I think it would be more beneficial. And I think Jesus would want me to sacrifice that time that I would want to spend with him so that I could take the truly. And then the truly, the and I could take the truly, and I could like God knows my bank. There's account, so right? much you could do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like people don't understand how much a trillion is, and so you could literally like end world hunger. You could literally house every single orphan with a family. You could pay the families to take orphans for a trillion dollars. You know what I'm saying? And so like you could the, literally go everywhere and preach the gospel. You can pay right. people like you can afford their dude, mission trips. Like dude, dude, you could plant churches everywhere. Like there's so many things you could do with the church. Just think, dollars. like you could probably build a church with a million dollars. Right. That's a lot of trillions. Right. A lot of millions and trillions, dude. Yeah, and, and billions. It's it's ten billions. That's true. Or, yeah. no, sorry. <laughs> it's not ten billions. It's thousand billions. I mean, um, a church build a one billion dollar church. You still have a hundred churches dude. you could build. Well, a thousand. A, a thousand it's still a lot. Yeah, I know it's it's, it's insane. You it's can do insane. a lot. I'm picking the money, dude. Yeah, and so I know there's there's like, and here's the thing: like, if if you struggle with greed and you struggle with you know, like, if you have money, you don't like to give it, mm-hmm. then choose the ten minutes of Jesus. Yeah. You know? But and this kind of goes along with the parable of the talents in the sense of you will be given more with which you if you're if you're trustworthy with little. Um, and so, like I said, the parable of the talents, like. The, the guy that did well with the um, the 10 bags of money or whatever it was, mm-hmm. he was given more. Or sorry, maybe it was five. It was five bags. And then mm-hmm. at the end of it all, he was given more so that yeah. he could, he could because he was trustworthy with a little. So um, if you're trustworthy with, say, $5, I'm going to trust you with 10. If you're trustworthy with $1,000, I'll trust you with $5,000. And that same premise goes towards our faith. Um, and so if you capitalize on opportunities to sh- share the gospel, God's going to give you more opportunities for it. Anyways, just a So what am I truly have? I know, right? Yeah. So, um, anyways, it's a it's a neat little hypothetical. This is not meant yeah. to be divisive. If you hear that and you're like, "Oh, I can't believe they said that," these people are going to hell. Yeah, hell, hell. Then, uh, then yeah. that's a really petty reason to be upset with the old Christian podcast on a purely hypothetical. There's thing. other reasons you could be mad at us. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, but we're not here to please you, so we're just going to say, yeah, we're the salt of the world." Yeah. yeah. 
So, and the light to the world as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, going back to uh, Galatians chapter 1, mm-hmm. and he's talking about how he, he persecuted the church. And, he, and I like verse 15. And he says, But even before I was born, God chose me and called me by his marvelous grace. Yeah. So, I mean, that just goes to show, I mean, Paul also wrote Romans 8 and Romans 9. This We talked about that in the Romans podcast about predestination and such. Um, and so... God obviously has a plan with which is going to be carried out. And, um, and so I think that based off of Romans eight twenty nine, that free will is based off of his foreknowledge. Right. So I think that free will plays into it. Um, so, but anyways, he says, but even before I was born, God chose me and called me. And so even before Codus was born, God chose him and called him even before I was born and before you were yeah. born. And so it's, uh, it's really assuring. It's, it's reassuring it is. that, uh, that God, has a plan for us that is so beyond what we could even imagine. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, you think about your, your foreseeable future that could be, that could be changed. You think about your unforeseeable future and you don't even have a clue about what that would look like. Uh, like next year, I have an idea. I'd say that's foreseeable about what might happen. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. Anything can happen. So I think I'd be living in Georgia. Yeah, exactly. Right. And now you're in Georgia. living in Georgia. Okay. All right. Anyways, so uh, then he goes on to say that uh, when this happened, he says, I did not rush to consult with any human being. Mm-hmm. So this is after his encounter with, with God. Instead, he says, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to consult with those who were apostles before I was. Instead, I went away into Arabia and later returned to the city of Damascus. So he got this gospel and he was like, I'm, I'm he teaching is, it. He, he, uh, yeah. What's the word? Running hands down, head first. There's a, there's a saying. There is a saying. He ran heads for, head first. I don't know. I, I, there's, there's a saying. There's a saying. I don't yeah. remember what it is, but sure. Yeah. He, he heard this gospel and he went. Yeah. He's like, look, I'm not going to seek the approval of others before I do it. I don't need reassurance. I know what Jesus told me, so I'm doing it. And how cool would it be? Faith right there. How cool would it be if we had that same level of faith where we know what Jesus told us? We just did it. We didn't we, we didn't have to reach out to our pastor. We didn't have to reach out to our, our, you know, our spiritual mentor and be like, hey, I think God told me this. Does this sound right? A lot of time we do that because we do. it doesn't want to align with our goals. Mm-hmm. Like. Yep. Oh, did God really tell me this? Yep. Or yeah, He did, but you just don't want to do it. Yeah, which, which, by all means, I by all means, saying that again, I it do. Been a minute. It has been a minute. I do highly recommend seeking approval of others, like if you're unsure of what God has told you. But look, if you're reading the Bible and God tells you to do something while you're reading the Bible, don't that, hang yourself. And it, it, and you know, if it, don't hang yourself. Well, okay, yeah, good point, good point. Judas, yeah, he uh, hung himself. What? No, if what God is telling you to do corresponds with what the Bible teaches you to do then do it. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't need permission by your pastor yeah. or anything like that. You uh, look, I'm going to, I'm going to maybe start a fight, but, uh, you don't even need to get approval from your spouse. If God tells you to do something and it is out of the Bible, then you do it. You don't, you don't disregard what God says. And so that's what Paul does. He, you know what verse though, has just been stuck in my head all week. Like if God gives you more options, everything's permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Mm, Dude, that good, better I'm and best. Telling you, mm-hmm. Man, I can't yeah. get out of my head. I can't escape yeah. that verse. Yeah, it's, it's everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Mm-hmm. Very true. So love to hate it, or I hate, I hate, hate to love hate it. To love it. Yeah, that's true. It's a it's a solid verse. Where is that? First Corinthians. First Corinthians ten twenty three. Ten twenty three. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh very nice, very nice. But uh, stuck like a they yeah. got the sticky note and it's been yeah. leaving. Dude, it's, it's kind of like, I mean, because everything is permissible, right? I mean, I, I said a second ago, good, better, and best. And when we were um, on the porch that one night, uh, I talked about this. And here's the thing is like, 
God, and this is, I think I got this from Pastor Ken. Um, maybe I didn't, maybe I did. I probably did. Um, but in life, we do have these options. Uh, and because all things are permissible, we have to consider what is the wisest decision. All things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. So when we're, when we're choosing what is the most beneficial, ultimately it's what is the wisest. And so because nothing is bad, it's good, better, best. And say, for example, you know, I'm not even going to get an example. Y'all follow what I'm saying. So um, when you're making decision, like, yeah, that's a good decision, right? Like, yeah, I, I could I could stay where I'm at now and, and be comfortable and do what God is having me do and whatever. Um, or maybe a better option is to be a missionary. So you know what I mean? It's just like, what about what has the most impact? And so you have to evaluate your options with good. Is it better or is it best? And so you have to go, you need to go with the best option there. Um, and so that can, you know, that could be different for every scenario. But, mm-hmm. um, now here's another thing. This, I definitely got this part from Pastor Ken. You ready? And C.S. Lewis and Screw Tape Letters affirms this. And I've been reading that. I, I'd love to talk about it. Uh, you what? I want to read that, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to write a summary of it um, in like easy terms, but uh, just for my own like reading. But anyways, it's, it's very difficult. I have to read everything. Uh, like every five lines, I have to reread it a second time just to make sure I understand. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll hand it to you. I just got. What's that? I'm excited to read. What's that? Case for Christ. Oh, I have that. Yeah. Why don't you? You could have told me. I'd have just handed it to you. Would have been good. But anyway. Yeah. I'm excited. It's, it's, it's such a good book. I'm psyched. Such a good I'm book. I'm so excited. Yeah. Such a good book. Yeah. Lee Strobel is a genius. I want to get the case for the resurrection and like all of his other case Ooh. case books. Um, but They're I only probably have. Probably at Barnes and Noble, I'd assume. No, I'm sure they are. Yeah. Um, dude, you went to Barnes & Noble and got it? I have that discount card. I know. I was going to call you, but yeah. then... Yeah, I didn't. Uh, should have just waited. That's all right. Um, you can always go return it, and I'll just give you my Case for Christ book. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, save you some money. Anyways, um, anyway. where was I going with that? We talked about Good, Better, and Best. Um, good, Better, and Best. All right, um, cool. Well, and just... then you were talking about screw tape. Oh, right. I didn't finish that thought. So My bad. I interrupted. Oh, right. So, this is what Pastor Ken, Ken said, mm-hmm. and... He says that Satan will offer you a good to keep you from your best. That's very true. Um, and God's not dead. Yeah. The one lady, you know what I'm talking about, uh, maybe. But it's anyway, the, the someone was talking to this, the, their mother who had dementia and everything. It was whatever. And the old lady said, like, sometimes God will put, sorry, no. Sometimes Satan will put you in a cage with everything you need. Think of like a jail cell, for example, like. Satan will put you in a jail cell. It has everything you need. It has a new TV, a new bed, mm. all this food, all this Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. It has all this good stuff, but the door is slowly closing. So mm. one day, you're stuck. Yeah. So Satan will give you stuff so that you you don't have to run to God. Yeah. For like, for example, I'm too comfortable. I don't need God's help. I have money. I have a family. I have a car. I don't need God's help. Yeah. That's the pride right there. And so. Sometimes Satan will give you everything you need. I feel like I quote screw tape so much. I'm not even going to quote it anymore at this point, but he warns against comfortability. So, but yeah. It's not good to be complacent. No, definitely not. Um, So, man, we could go off. Yeah, that that whole whole Uh, thing is just. Topical podcast. But uh, anyways, (laughs) moving on. My throat. What happened? Oh. Oh. Kermit? <laughs> is, is he in his throat? Did you eat Kermit? <laughs> yeah, stop talking. You wouldn't pay rent. Oh, understood. That's I get it, man. I get <laughs> yeah. It. Um, so moving back on to yeah. Galatians chapter one, we're nearing the end here. 
Um, so he says, look, I didn't consult with any human being. I just sought the approval mm. of Christ. I got that. And so I went and preached the gospel that he'd given me. And he says, then three years later, I went to Jerusalem to get to know Peter. And so we actually see this in Acts chapter nine is where that plays out. Um, and so we actually, he actually meets uh, all of them. Well, he meets Peter in Jerusalem, but he also, so cool. I know, right? But then he meets uh, plenty of the other disciples in Antioch, uh, <laughs> also in Acts chapter nine. So it's pretty neat. Uh, and then he says, like, look, I stayed for 15 days. And then the other apostle met was James and uh, the Lord's brother, by the way. I made a video about Jesus having brothers and the Catholics and Orthodox people got really mad at me. Did they really? Yeah, because they believed that uh, Mary was a perpetual virgin, that she stayed a virgin her whole life. And so, the Bible says it. I know. So, I yeah, I don't so, understand why they don't follow like, the New Testament. Okay, so their, their argument is that the word for brother is actually the same word for cousin. And so it, they say it's all mistranslated and it's supposed to mean cousin. I don't it see it. It makes no sense. Yeah, I don't see it. Um, and so, anyways, people way smarter than I translate this stuff and they translate it to brother. Um, but anyways, there's, there's, there's more arguments there, but I mean, and like, here's the thing, like, I guess we can talk about Mary for a second. Uh, I made a video on it and like I said, they got mad at me. Um, but like in Matthew chapter one, it says that, uh, wow, what's his name? Joseph. I couldn't remember. I, I was thinking Joshua. I was like that. Joshua is not the dad's name. Anyways. Uh, well, obviously not his, his biological dad. Jesus. So long as I lost connection. Um, I think I'm still on. Okay. Well, anyway, keep going. Then I'll get back in. Okay. The Wi-Fi isn't working. Interesting. Anyway, keep going. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm still here. So, uh, anyways, it says that Joseph did not take Mary to consecrate his new wife or, or like, his marriage until after she had given birth to Jesus. So, in order to consecrate, you have to have sex. And so, it says until after Jesus was born. So, they had sex after Jesus' birth. Um, I don't, anyways, I don't, I don't, I don't follow the, the Catholic Orthodox theology there, but... Um, and so just to kind of wrap up this, this chapter, um, he says after meeting with, uh, the apostles like Peter and James, that, yeah. Um, he says, I declare before God that what I'm writing to you is not a lie. And so this gospel that he's teaching isn't a lie. And the gospel is that we are saved by grace through faith. And that is faith in Jesus Christ. And so, uh, he talks about how while he's preaching this gospel, he says, look, that all they knew was that we're saying the one 